0: The CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander.
1: Well, welcome to the first episode of the CGA Tour. I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander, hence CGA Tour. And this this podcast is joined by... Both the two of the guys from Tossing the Pigskin and one of the members of the Fabulous Slim Basketball Podcast. The better half.
2: I'm here representing the Slim Basketball. You're here
1: representing while Shaden's uh, doing homework or something.
2: Home. I'm doing air quotes homework.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I see. I see that uh, homework and air quotes. When I left,
2: he was watching the uh, Celtics play. Whoever. Who are they playing today?
1: Uh, You you got me. I really don't uh,
2: know. I was watching the Celtics Wizards. Wizards. Okay. Yeah. chowing down on a greek burger
1: okay So, well uh you're gonna have
2: to really get after him on that one
1: for sure um as far as today clearly this is the nba nba post nba trade deadline so what are your guys' thoughts you know what which, which team is now that much better
2: i think like for now and for the future you gotta say cleveland I mean, just taking both into consideration, you Cleveland got got so much younger. They got rid of some of the really bad cap space that they have, really cap bad uh, contracts that they have right now, and they. I mean, they just went out and made themselves so much more younger, athletic for this season. I'm not sure how much better it makes them. I mean, you got to think they make them at least a little bit better. But for if going forward, post if LeBron does leave and go to the Lakers, if he does go somewhere else, um, this team is in a
1: really good position
2: for moving on past LeBron.
1: Do you, do you think they're trying to build a dynasty right now, or do you think that they're preparing for James to leave?
2: I I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I think this, te- this team is both better now and better equipped to deal with everything going on in the future. No matter what LeBron does, no matter what LeBron's decision is this summer of 2018, I think that this team is just so much better set up for going forward.
1: So when – but when – when a team when one team gets better for the present and future that means the other teams in the trade is usually lost what do you think like why why would the lakers make this trade necessarily and then why would of course the jazz and the kings do it as well well, to, to, want, me, want me to just break down
2: what the trade was yeah. real quick. So the, so the first trade was uh, the Cavaliers traded Isaiah Thomas to the Lakers. They, uh, it was Isaiah Thomas, Channing Fry in the 2018 first, first-round pick. It wasn't the Brooklyn pick. It was uh, the Cavs' own first-round pick. They got back in return Jordan Clarkson and Jerry, uh, Larry Nance. Then they did another trade where the Cavaliers got Rodney Hood and George Hill Rodney Hood from Utah, George Hill from Sacramento. Jazz got Jay Crowder, Derrick Rose, and the Kings got Joe Johnson, Amon Shumpert, and a 2020 second round pick. And then they, they wrapped up the day with a third trade and got an offloaded Dwayne Wade to Miami in return for a lightly protected second round pick. That was pretty much just a hey Dwayne, hey Dwayne, you want to go finish up your career in Miami? Okay, we're gonna help you out.
1: Because um, that trade doesn't make any sense to me. It the last it, one it, with it, the Heat, I don't know it's what. Just, it's stupid. But it just, w- whatever they got an extra roster spot for buyouts maybe right yeah
2: probably i mean you can look at a lot of different things for them to do buyout wise but uh so so you're asking what do i think like i mean the lakers probably do it cuz isaiah thomas is on an expiring contract um they wanted to ma- they wanted to free up some space to go go for a run at paul george and lebron james in this free agency of 2018 and, you know, this gives them a chance to because Isaiah Thomas is going to be off the books. I think there's like a 0% chance Isaiah Thomas stays with the Lakers. He might even get bought out before the night's over. Who knows? Um, Chang Fry's also probably might get
1: bought out, but he also provides them with some three point shooting. So who knows? So wait, hang on. Isaiah Thomas bought out? I, I said he might be bought out. See, I, earlier today, I know I was like texting you and Shaden both about this, but I suddenly think there's not really a reason why the Lakers would do that. I think. You know the Lakers. I think
2: last I saw, someone tweeted. I can't remember who it was. Someone tweeted that uh, he, he, if that he doesn't start, him and his agent are going to be lobbying for a buyout. So okay. there's that. Because I mean, you would think, you would think that uh, it's gonna be a really weird position because you don't think you can play both Lonzo and Isaiah at the same time. No, there's you no can't chance. you can't start them both. But Lonzo's been out for a while now, so you know I don't think there's any problem with Isaiah Thomas starting for now. But you got to look at it and say that, like Lonzo's their future, regardless if you think he's a good player or a bad player. You got to say, you got to look at it and say, like he is their future for better or for worse, and you got to start playing him.
0: I think for the you know, for the Cavs, this is more of a doomsday prep for the yeah. situation where LeBron, wherever he goes, a lot of signs point to the Lakers. You could say earlier this month. Houston was making a run at him Mm -hmm. or San Antonio. I think they're preparing themselves because they knew what happened in 2010 and how just blindsided they were and how ill-prepared they were. They relied on the draft, and you can argue they they got Kyrie Irving out of it, but they also drafted Anthony Bennett. So I I think Dan Gilbert wants to rely on some nice veterans to come in and prepare for the future a future that most likely will deal without LeBron James. I mean, clearly now you can clearly see the Lakers are making their move or showing their hand at saying, okay, we're going to go for someone big here. Because I think the next contract you'll see from the Lakers leaving is Lou Dang. Because I, I – I, How? Yeah. I, they have to move him out somewhat, somehow. I mean, his, I, think- I, I don't know his contract notice specifically, but I know for a fact it is – it's a huge, very though. huge I contract. Think, I
2: don't think they can cut him. I think at this point, right now, I think the way things stand. I think buy out. The Lakers going into this, this summer have sixty nine million dollars uh, freed up in cap space, which is enough to sign two max players. What I was reading, so I don't, I don't know. I don't think that they necessarily have to get rid of Lou Alding. They might just stick with him for a little bit longer. I, I, I don't know
0: do you see anybody else from the Lakers leaving? Could you see uh-huh. a – or just later on, even in the summer, a Lonzo Ball movement or a Brandon Ingram movement? Just just out there. Like, could you see that happen? I, I think – That's
1: their only road to get rid of that Luol Deng contract. That's, that's, what, what, that's, what,
0: that's what I was thinking of. Like, if you throw into – I'm going to spitball in here. Say, New York, hey, we'll give you Lonzo and the Luol Deng deal for to free up some space or to get a draft pick or you know just something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you're. You've got a really good point. I think that's that's probably what, what would happen. you know, getting rid of Lou Deng and sweetening the deal with Brandon Ingram or Lonzo Ball, um, or even a Kuzma at this point. Yeah, even
1: a Kuzma. Uh, Kuzma, really a gem of that last draft, 27 oh, overall sure. pick, and the Nets are really killing. Got to be killing themselves over that. They just kind of threw that one in there, and I don't. I don't know if they needed to necessarily. Right. I mean, clearly, you know, organizations operate differently, but. It, if you're the Lakers, you definitely won that trade. I gotta think, the the tr- the trade with the D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the next yeah, trade. I, I
2: just I just from the Lakers side. I mean, it does look like all right now they got the raw end of the deal. But as, as, if they really have the ch- chance that they think to get Paul George and uh, LeBron James, because if they get LeBron, then there is a big time chance that they do get Paul George. I have to admit that. I mean, mm-hmm. it is hard as a th- it is hard for the Thunder to match going and playing with Paul George. Especially, I mean, maybe if maybe if Melo was having a way better season or if Melo was, you know, four years younger, they would, Thunder would have a little bit better offer. But, you know, you've got to – it's so hard to beat going and playing with the still best player in basketball.
0: I mean, when Magic Johnson gives you a call or when LeBron James gives you a call and say, hey, we want you to come back home and play yeah. for the Lakers, that is a real, real hard thing to pass up.
1: I am totally with you. If LeBron goes there – what all bets are off you know Thunderwise, of paul george resigning for even a, even a one plus one but if if lebron doesn't go there i don't think there's any chance paul george goes he, there i just don't see it I, happening I, i'm with you if lebron doesn't go then i don't think paul george is going i just think strongly that and i just said this right before i started the podcast that look Le, that lebron wherever he ends up doing whatever he ends up doing which i think he honestly after this whole situation could just do a one and one again with the Cavs and wait again for the Lakers to try to use their pick this year and see if they can do anything or see maybe even the Clippers can figure something out but I think that you've got Carmelo Anthony who's signed for this year has a player option next year for 28.7 million dollars or else he goes free agent I think he's going to re-sign opt into that and the Thunder are just going to try to just try to run this again next year with healthy Roberson and see what they got I Injuries always happen in the NBA, and I suddenly think that the way everything's playing out, there's just going to be a time when one of the Warriors' stars is just sadly. I love to see a competition, so I think it's going to be sad. But one of the Warriors' guys is just going to get injured. One of you know, I I'm really happy it hasn't so f- happened so far even being a Thunder fan, because I just like seeing competition. I don't, you know, like, yeah. when the lockout year and LeBron won his first NBA championship with the Heat, that was weird, right? And that was, it, it's going to be discredited when we get further down the line. But for right now, I just would hate to see one of the Lakers guys, I'm sorry, the Warriors guys get injured. But I think that it's inevitable that one of the Warriors guys does get injured at some point. It's just, they're playing such a style of basketball where, you know, there's so many Many pump fakes and stuff. It's just gonna. You gotta wonder it. how much longer Steph Curry's ankles can hold up. and yeah. you also
2: gotta look at KD. Also, kind of has a small knee injury problem. Clay Thompson's never had an injury. Not no, that, not that any I know. Kind of. of, and then you gotta think that you know Draymond Green is like a really bad day away from getting kicked out of the league. You gotta think of that. I mean the dude the dude is just like has no restraint sometimes
1: i just it's baffling to see that there's a guy like this still in the nba just running his mouth off and the thing is that i'm not baffling maybe that's too far but when we do hear audio clips of draymond green on the court Mm -hmm. and those are like on espn or something they're never good no never at all so it does bring in the question is he always like this or are we just only hearing the clips he's bad and I seemingly think it's the first. I think we're always... I think As a Thunder fan, of course, I, I'm going to go with first. He's
0: one. always like that, but I mean, what else is ESPN going to put out? Is he going to put out... Are they going to put out the sound clip where he's shaking the little kid's hand? But
1: no, no. What I'm saying, like, though, is is that I think he's like this 24-7. I completely I, agree with I don't think... I think ESPN shows it whenever they have the TV game deal and they have the national rights and they have the ability to put it up there without licensing it from Fox Sports or wherever else. TNT etc but I think whenever they have the rights they go let's run with it because and also the Warriors for the most part are the darlings of the media right they're not the media does love them as the rest of the league hates the you know as the NFL well a ton of us hate the Patriots but the media loves them because they have a storyline every so often you know, there's always there's always humor around them at least, and that definitely plays into the Warriors, but times ten because of how the NBA operates and how it's a much more player prolific league. You see guys a lot more, and you see all of their energy and excitement after every single play. Whereas the NFL, it's kind of hard to always see it unless you're keyed on to eleven guys. So I just I, the Warriors are just going to get the benefit of the doubt on being a good team with nice-hearted players and kind guys besides draymond green
2: i I think you can really look down that whole most of that roster and i mean steph curry say whatever you want but he seems like a really stand-up guy him and clay thompson yeah like like steph curry i i don't like him i mean i don't like i don't like aspects of him and i find him super annoying when he's on the court but the dude you can't ask for a better role model for a kid to look up to than steph curry like you just can't um but anyway, so want to so talk about some of these other trades that went down, Calvin, before, before we spend the 30 minutes talking about this one trade? Well, one, I, I guess trades. back
1: to the other point, though, of... So what do we think the Kings and the Jazz are doing here with their with their trade, basically? of The Rodney Hood, I understand, is an expiring contract in the yeah, season. Yeah, he's, rest- he's,
2: he... he's a restricted free agent. Um, right. It probably would be tough to hold on to him.
1: In the open market. I'm looking
2: and... at the Kings especially – well, gosh, both of these look so – well, the Jazz makes sense with Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is still a solid player that you can count on night in, night out to knock down threes and play defense. You know what you're going to get from Jay Crowder every night. Derrick Rose, I don't know why they picked up Derrick Rose. Do you you think he was just thrown in there? Do you think they were trying to get rid of
1: him because of
2: what happened in Cleveland? I don't know that you can even – I don't know how well how you can say it. we were just trying to throw in Derrick Rose where he's got that beefy
1: contract and he's only played like this He really games? have a big contract I'm pretty I, sure thought, it's I think, think maybe, maybe I thought him, he signed a very devalued contract up. this year. It's kind of one of those like he could reshape his image and be that much better next I'm looking at you know, next right season. I think throw him in was the wrong word. I think that the Cavaliers were probably uh Okay, yeah, you're right. It's it's 2.1 million. Yeah, I it think, wasn't much. I think the Cavaliers probably liked the fact more of getting rid of him than the Jazz did of picking him up. I I I think that the Cavaliers wanted to get rid of him more than the Jazz picked him up. To put it Fair. in simplest terms, yeah.
2: I, I don't. I really don't know what the Jazz were one. What I don't know that Jay Crowder makes that trade so good that you're willing to take on a Derrick Rose who really you got to wonder where his mind is at because he left the team for like what 20 games at the beginning of the season
1: he left the game at some point for personal issues and I just I've thought that's one of the weirdest storylines this whole season because the Cavs are all mad at Kevin Love for being sick but not and yeah. whatever well who in, and I know Kevin Love starts and Derrick Rose doesn't but and he also mad Derrick Rose. Derek Rose just went off and got married. Like he, the time he took off wasn't to deal with like uh, grievances in the family or whatever. The dude was just like, "Um, uh, screw it. You know what? Uh, check today's date. Let's go get married." Like, and not. It's weird to me that we didn't find out till now as NBA fans that that's why he had the personal time off. Yeah. Right. Personal way. Wait. Personal time away from the team. I think is what it was said exactly. So. I don't, I don't know. I, I know Utah probably is just kind of waiting for Derrick Rose to, you know, kind of be off their books next year because it's signed to one year, I believe. And I guess
2: that's the the expiring deal might be part of it. You know, they'll take the contract.
1: And in the essence, like what they do is they basically traded Rodney Hood for Jay Crowder. And Rodney Hood, I think, is a little better than Jay Crowder. He's but, for sure more consistent, right? But at the end of the day, Jay Crowder can be around there for more than the rest of the season. And the Jazz are not going to playoffs. Well, the Jazz could be the playoffs this year, but they're on the outside looking in right now. And yeah. it's hard to say the next season will yeah, be there. Who know Who knows how
2: far the Pelicans are going to fall? Uh, right. Spurs might be on the verge of falling, who knows
1: Oh Switch. man, don't say that out loud That yeah. just makes it feel bad <laughs> yeah. Spurs yeah. fan in the room um,
2: For the Kings, I really don't know They they gotta just be grasping for marbles at I, this point, right? I mean, I guess you could look at it and say They wanted Joe Johnson and f- as like a veteran leadership in the locker room To help kind of groom uh, Gosh, what's that point guard's name that they have?
1: Darren Fox Yeah,
2: Darren Fox, Fox yeah. and uh oh gosh buddy healed maybe, maybe buddy healed yeah, they also buddy, have
1: like, what they picked up they have uh, that it's not justin jackson right but frank mason no it's, yeah they have justin jackson too right the kings yeah. the small forward? yeah yeah small forward? And they, also have, uh,
2: they also have that center harry giles harry giles yeah that i right. really liked coming out of the out of uh the draft but i don't think he's done anything um I really don't know – I don't know. I guess this, that 2020 second-round pick looked really good. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they would want him. That's a that's a shading question right there.
1: Oh, well, yeah, but maybe it's just George Hill has no place on that, that roster really. You know, you, yeah. I, I, I thought that was weird from the start because they have Zach Randolph, they have Vince Carter, and they have George Hill, and yet what you need out of most guys is you need them to play – you need rookies to play more. I understand like a locker guy, locker room guy, but – George Hill is not Russell Westbrook. He's never right. been an explosive, amazing offensive player that you'd hope Darren Fox could evolve into.
2: Well, I mean, you could look at it and say George Hill's that George Hill is more that point guard that makes the right decision. It's yep. in the right spots. So he's that guy that maybe that would come in there and be like, You have so much athleticism, but if you do these things, that puts your athleticism with your athleticism that makes you so much better. You know
0: He was he was groomed in the San Antonio system. He was right, groomed right. to be a Tony Parker clone to at to lack of a better term.
1: Yeah, that that's fair. But do you think at all this though with the Joe Johnson thing, is Joe Johnson gonna get bought out? May I mean there's a very weird
2: possible real possibility. I mean I
1: think that's gotta be it. If Joe Johnson sitting there going, Hey, I'm sorry Utah, but we're not doing anything this year. Last year we were great but this year we're just not I want to get bought out. What's the easiest path? Okay, well, trade me the Kings, and then they'll cut me, you know, or they'll buy and me that, out. And that is
2: true. The buyout market this year is going to be ridiculous. Um, Joe Johnson, uh, rumors of, uh, gosh,
1: what, what, the center in Phoenix, who played for Maver- the Mavericks. Tyson, Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah Tyson that Chandler. That is one of the worst things. He almost came to Thunder, but he didn't pass his physical. And if you come to the Thunder, I think – who knows? Could have been, know. been a little different, but Who that's knows? the topic for another well, day. Also,
2: also with, with Joachim Noah, I I keep reading stuff that his that his uh his agent and him are very against him getting bought out. They, I don't think they're gonna make the deal. I don't think that's gonna even happen. He's sitting on way too much money, so he's just gonna play out the rest of the contract. How many? I mean, I think he's got two or three more years on the contract. Holy mother of! It God. was it was for like
0: seventy five million, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, it's a ridiculously stupid contract.
0: Yeah, the Knicks paid seventy five million, and I, I'm not a very, I'm not an expert on you know when it when it comes to trades yeah, and the contract yeah. rollover. Thunder have to take that on, don't they? Uh, or a portion if, if of it's,
2: it. If he's bought out, I don't think so. Okay.
0: But, I mean, if he's not going to get bought out, then how, much, how much? If he's not going to
2: get bought out, then there's no way they get him. Because yeah. the trade deadline yeah. Okay, it's over. so, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, in in the 2016 free agency, Joe Noah signed a four-year, $72 million deal. So, he's not a free agent again until 2020. That's looking like a... That's... Worst be contract we've ever heard of. Gets out. That's worse than the Luol Deng one.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Because Al Deng with the Lakers, I mean, that's still pretty bad, but it's it's not, I don't know, it, it's it's bad. I, I understand it's the Knicks, but how do, why would they even give him that
2: contract? They they looked at what he did with the Bulls two years before that, whenever he was really good, he, and they're just like, oh, we're, he, we can rekindle the magic. We're going to have uh, – we're gonna have what's the name of the student?
1: Well, he was and he was paired but, up but with Derrick Rose. He was a defensive player, right? Right, but like that—that's that, his thing. Should you really pay seventy-two million for four years for a defensive player anyway? Well, also you got to look at the cap. So at the time, everyone thought the cap was gonna explode for the next two to three seasons, and what happened is is that the cap exploded for one, okay. and that's when Kevin Durant was able to go sign a max deal for one year, one and one with the Warriors. And now everyone's going, oh crap! There's no more money around, and that's why the contract looks so bad now. Okay, it's because I think everyone thought, oh, everyone of kind of that type of guy. Of when Joakim Noah hit the free agency market, everyone will get that kind of money. Who's that kind of a player? Like Robertson got paid three or thirty million this offseason. I think a lot of people would have been very surprised to hear that two years ago, or even a year ago that he'd get only that amount of money just because he would have commanded more on the free agent market. But the Thunder were the only ones really offering him.
2: Yeah. There was rumors. I think they were, he went into the free agency expecting like, what was it, like a 12 or $13 million, yep. and they got him down for t- to 10 which was huge. Huge for the Thunder, yes. especially
1: with the other contracts on the books. Repeater Shoot. luxury tax. If,
2: if Robertson hits like 50% of his free throws in the playoffs, we probably we don't have him this season. But, I mean, it doesn't Fair. matter because right now, he we, don't, we literally don't have him this season. We're just paying him for nothing. We're, we're paying him to rebat, rehab for the rest of the season. So,
1: Well, let me ask you this. So, who do you think Thunder try to get at the buyout candidate? Who do you think the buyout candidates are for the Thunder to get that two-guard spot and try to make a run at the Warriors? crap i need to leave. avery bradley I mean, maybe avery bradley's not getting butt out um, but yeah i don't but avery, like someone traded someone that
2: just makes so much sense and is a is a risk but i think if you bring him in on a vet minimum isn't that bad i think if they go out and get like tony allen tony see. allen on a vet minimum like and you're only you, maybe you don't even ha- like you can start him and just see what happens i'm also i'm super leery of this I'm like su- I. There's a reason he wasn't playing in New Orleans. Like like there's a reason whenever they're so starved for wing players, there's a reason he didn't play. So I I don't know if he gets bought out. That's something interesting. I still think the Tyson Chandler, that's it. Wait, he's not a wing, but uh, that's interesting to him. Just just to just to come in and give Adams breaks until. Just to, just to spell Adams for a little bit.
1: See, I think the only thing with Tony Allen is, though, and this goes into why he wasn't playing with the Pelicans, apparently he's just not a great great locker room guy. He's a great on-the-court oh, really? guy, but apparently there's some issues with him in the locker room. and The dude's just a little bit out there right now. Okay. Needs to kind of rein in his Who, who are you thinking, Cal? I I personally, I was totally in the Tony Allen boat until I kind of heard about the locker room stuff. I hadn't and at heard At this that either. point... At this point, I I really don't know who the option is for the Thunder. I think I think the I, if Avery Bradley for some reason gets bought out, then go for him. Um, but I, I don't, don't see that happening. It's just it. it I would have said Rodney Hood before today, and you know it just I think I think that time has maybe coming past right now.
2: I think you're right. Uh, cause some people have linked Joe Johnson, but I don't. Joe Johnson's not really even a wing anymore he's kind of in that same boat with carmelo you know he's really he's so he's old and he can't move quite as well uh
1: so he's more of a power forward almost um yeah and i mean clearly clearly the I don't, I don't have a list of the anybody thunder, well i'm pulling up you know just a list of guys but no one's out of all the guys that i can think of no one's really getting bought out you know Not, none none of the trade candidates we thought earlier like lou wilson re-signed yeah. from, you know, with the Clippers. Tyreek Evans looks like he now might re-sign with the Grizzlies after having a good season. Right. Courtney Lee is still under contract with the Knicks. They'll need him to play. And then you've got, you know, okay, well, Marcus Smart, there's not a chance. His no. contract is way too favorable for the Celtics to go ahead and keep him. They'd much rather trade him and get something back. So I just don't think there's much for the Thunder to, you know, really say anymore, especially – I think Rodney Hood, Avery Bradley, and really Tony Allen is kind of it. And the bio market will be crazy, as you said earlier. But it'll be kind of it won't. I don't think it'll be crazy for the Thunder. I think the Thunder's really their shots are okay. Let's start T-Ferg the rest of the year or Houston. I
2: think Houston is the candidate now. Yeah, uh, for now it might be. We might be saying a rotation of Houston, of Houston Sabrina's and Ferg. Um. It's going to be interesting seeing that go forward. I, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of scary going into it's, – it's really scary going into the playoffs where we all thought our strength would be going against the Rockets with, with Andre Roberson as the best James Harden defender in the league. And now we're going in with uh, with literally two rookies. I mean, Josh Eustace isn't Josh Eustace isn't a second year player. He's a rookie this year. He has he's been in the he's been in the he played a little bit last year, but this is essentially his rookie season. And then T. Ferguson, 19 years old. We're all in this room, probably older than T. Terrence Ferguson is. Um, are, are are you not? No, no. <laughs> it's just what that goes
1: back to what um, on another podcast. What what Ryan was saying about how that under the big lights and you know whatever how is Terrence Ferguson going to how is he going to play against the Warriors? How yeah, how is it going to work out?
0: Because he's going to be asked to play big minutes now without Roberson, and how I just feel you know the Thunder have been in a lot of situations where. Pressure's on, you know. Yeah, I, I they starting th- to they start to clinch up just a little bit. How is a nineteen year old rookie in the Oracle in the Roracle mm-hmm. when you know t- coming down to the wire? How is he gonna fare playing against the two time NBA champs?
2: I will say this: He, whenever Robertson got hurt against the Pistons. Uh, T. Fur came in and he finished the game. Am I, am I right on that Right. One? He came in and finished the game and hit a huge three. It was a momentum-stopping three. The kid held himself together after seeing, you know, a starter go down in and in a really terrible injury. And he was, like, th- just literally thrown in there, you are finishing the game. And he performed amazing for a rookie. But then, you know, you look at it, in the next six games, whenever he started, he would play, like, what, 52 minutes and score two points. Yeah. So... I think that if I think that he is a guy that if they can br- they can bring him in off the bench, I think you can trust him to at least play defense and make and make smart rebounds and be in the right positions on defense. And that's all you need. You have Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook to do the scoring, as well as Stephen Adams. So you just need someone that can stay in front of whoever the Warriors throw out there. And I think Terrence Ferguson can do that.
1: That's all you need. Well, let's real quickly recap the other trades from the day all right um I, I you know clearly i think the Cavs won the day overall for, without for sure. without a doubt but the the rest of it you know I, I the lakers did well too and you know the pistons of course traded you know for blake griffin which was really really Good for them, I guess. But Calvin, uh, what do you think of the Alfred Payton to the Suns? I mean, thing. who, did the, I, like, who they, did the Magic get back for that?
2: The, the Magic got a second round pick from Memphis.
1: It Seems just weird to me. What are the? I mean, the Suns. I I get. Well, the Suns are never happy until they have like five point guards on their roster. I guess. I guess my thing is from it is okay if you're this if you're the Suns, you now have basically what. In the in essence the Thunder's idea of playing a point guard shooting guard role with one or the other guys playing solid defense the entire time. Yeah. Because Alfred Payton's known for playing, you know, not incredible defense, but pretty good. And I think that's the idea is now it's okay, it's Devin Booker and Alfred Payton in the you know, in the backcourt and that's just gonna be their guys. Yeah, they, they have to have. I think I mean the Suns – I think you are just going, we gotta get another guy through the draft. They've got Josh Jackson. They really don't need necessarily a point guard ever just because they're always gonna have Devin Booker who's gonna need the ball in his hands. So yeah. They'd always be one of those guys who doesn't always just really need a great point guard. But they just they need other offensive production and on their team. They need other defensive production too. I mean they gosh, they're just not I mean what they they're just not up to par. Yeah, they're they're the the Suns are never known for playing defense. Not whatsoever. Uh I mean there were any other traits that really caught your eyes?
0: The I, biggest trade of the day. <laughs> what? Doug <laughs> and Buckets going to <laughs> the Mavericks. Okay, well oh, It's beautiful.
1: Who'd the Mavs send out?
0: Uh oh, long time Mavericks legend, Devin Harris. He was part of the 06 championship run what team. What did the
1: Knicks gain from this? They I got Devin
2: Harris and a Emmanuel
0: Mudiay was uh one of the players uh, oh, sent since okay. of the ni- sense of the Knicks, so I think okay. that's part of the Okay. That yeah. makes-
2: Emmanuel Mude went to the Knicks and then the Nuggets got Devin Harris and the Knicks' twenty eighteen second round pick from the Cl- which was from the Clippers originally.
1: Well, I love watching Dougie McBuckets when he was with the Thunder. I think he's a lot of fun to watch because he just hits threes and plays typical white guy basketball. Yeah. You know, letting defenders blow by you and um stand in the quarters being open for three. That's really it. So I mean uh now we'll get to see more in Western Conference, I guess. As a Thunder fan, that's always good in my also. eyes
0: more in that beautiful mavericks white and blue okay
1: sure um i don't necessarily agree with the beautiful mavericks um, but i'll say the beautiful thunder white and blue are always just a little bit up the road um and i think that's going to go ahead and uh it out here for the first episode of the cga tour um thanks to colton uh ryan um both with other podcasts and of course Detrick, I didn't, I didn't say anything, but thanks for having me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, always good to incorporate the other uh, rest of the uh, podcaster guys from Tossing the Pigskin, or two of the guys from Tossing the Pigskin, and one of the guys from Sloan Basketball. Yeah. We'll try to meet up with Shaden as so we get close to the end of the ABA season. Anyways, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.